0: Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour, I'm Spencer Toon, I'm Keith McGuffey,
1: and I'm mike templeton
0: and this week we're talking about more episodes of season four of the 1987 cartoon those episodes are number 20 21 and 22 so
2: that is where rats from channel 6 funny they shrunk michelangelo and the big zip attack
1: three would you call them bangers
2: i thought there was a clear winner. If I'm there, being
1: honest. I think there was a clear winner of these three. Uh, I'm very interested to see which one you think is the uh, clear winner. Uh, Spencer probably hated all three of these.
0: Um, I can't remember the first one. I'm going to be honest. I can't remember number 20. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I
1: mean, you guys think is the banger. Oh, man. It's probably best you don't, because I'm going to say that that is that is not my banger. Oh, okay, wow. Uh, But, yeah. um, So, three... And what's really funny is, like, um, one of these episodes specifically got, like, an exclusive NECA set, rats from Channel 6. You know, that was the Channel 6, you know, Catwoman from Channel 6 news pack that came out last year, came with the Irma figure, and then, like, parts to turn uh, Vernon into a rat from this episode. And so, it's... It's funny that like this episode specifically was that reference for that. But
2: yeah. I think the version with the rat king also came with wear rat parts cuz mine has it.
1: So. Did it really? Yeah. Then what was it? oh I guess the only difference was like that extra head that it had. No, I, I don't know.
2: I I anyway. anyway, I should anyway. Probably get in, we should probably get into these episodes, huh?
1: Yeah. I think so. So, guys, let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear. About Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! The so, Were from Channel 6. Original air date of October 13th, 1990. Written by David Wise. It's a dark and stormy night, and the turtles are returning home after a disastrous mission in which they tried to find some missing explosives, but only found cheese. After hearing news reports about rats, the turtle's conversation switches to the topic of the Rat King, wondering where he's been all this time. Down in his own domain, the Rat King is raging because there's no food for himself or his rats. He stumbles across a canister of green gunk, but dismisses it as inedible. One of his rats advises him that food could be found for them by a bigger, stronger rat, like Splinter. Rat King then sets out to hypnotize this mutant rat, but has difficulty locating the However, he does stumble across Bebop and Rocksteady, emerging from a portal. They are supposed to meet somebody who is selling them explosives, but since they're down here, Shredder orders them to locate a canister of mutagen that they lost in the sewers. The Rat King overhears that Splinter and the Turtles were made the way they are through mutagen and decides he's going to mutate some humans of his own. By coincidence, Irma and Vernon are wandering through the sewers, having scooped April on her giant rat story and are looking for the turtles for help. The Rat King then sends an army of rats after Irma and Vernon and immediately apprehend them. But as he prepares to drench them in mutagen, he notices that it's changed from green to brown and then to rainbow. He proceeds to do it anyway, though, and both of them are turned into giant rats. Irma refuses to take orders from the Rat King, so he hypnotizes her with his flute and commands them to go get him some food. While the turtles are trekking down Irma and Vernon, a wall is chewed down by a vast army of rats. The rats then chew the grass, Found out from under them and it's only by Michelangelo's grappling hook that they avoid being chewed up as well unfortunately the rats start chewing on the rope forcing the turtles to propel themselves down into a metal hatch Vernon and Irma burst into the streets where passerby believe that they were the were rats because it's a full moon they raid a cheese store and claw their way into the next store only to find that it's a pet store with several cats panicking they turn back into normal with no memory of what the rat king had done to them The Turtles make it to the Rat King's lair where he immediately attacks them. They overhear him mention what he did to Vernon and Irma and decide to go ask Splinter for help. April returns to Channel 6 and discovers Vernon and Irma have returned. Donatello tells her that they are giant rats, which is backed up when Vernon transforms on the air. Their mutations only take place when the Rat King plays his flute. Irma also transforms and drags April down to the Rat King, who declares that April will be his next Super Rat. Meanwhile, Bebop and Rocksteady head up to a restaurant called the Flaming Turkey to meet up with the explosive smugglers. The smugglers are planning to switch the explosives into cheese crates and cheat shredder. Bebop and Rocksteady overhear this and decide to follow the smugglers and get the explosives for real. The Rat King then prepares to make April a rat mutant when Vernon, who had overheard the smugglers, runs in with news of enormous amounts of cheese at the airport. The Rat King leaves with his new servants. Fortunately, the Turtles rush in to save everyone from being mutated, and Donatello states that the rainbow-colored mutagen has become unstable, which is why the mutations seem to be so erratic. At the airport, the smugglers are chased off on a pl- chased off their plane by Irma and Vernon, who have no idea that the cheese crates are actually filled with explosives. The two were-rats begin fighting the Turtles, and Michelangelo accidentally activates the plane and starts taxiing down the runway. Bebop and Rock City leap on board as well, finding the turtles being throttled by a pair of mutant rats. Irma and Vernon refuse to let them take the cheese crates and a three-way fight breaks out among the mutants and even as the plane begins to take off. Meanwhile, Splinter attacks the Rat King, intending to take his flute, but it ends up mesmerized by it instead. Fortunately, April is nearby and she splashes Splinter with a bucket of water to snap him back to normal. He knocks the flute out of Rat King's hands and takes it for himself. Leonardo discovers the missing explosives just before Rocksteady blows out the wall, causing the turtles and wereats to plummet out of midair. Fortunately, Donatello arrives with the turtle blimp, saving them. Rocksteady and Bebop fly the plane into the Technodrome, but the plane's controls aren't responding, and it crashes, causing a great deal of damage. Back in the lair, Splinter destroys the flute, and on the news, Vernon begins eating cheese during a news broadcast, talking like he doesn't remember anything that happened.
0: The end. Man. I now remember what happened in those episodes. Riveting. <laughs> Took episode. me a few
1: times to get through that because that ooh, that is a that is a doozy.
0: Don't worry, I'll, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> so my episode came out October thirteenth, nineteen ninety. It's funny they shrunk Michelangelo. Written by Michael Edens. So Donatello has created a new machine to create wind and waves for Michelangelo to windsurf in the sewers. As they're about to test it, they're called away to train with Splinter. But Mikey wants to hurry and surf on some waves, so he cranks it up to full blast and uh, gets blown out of the sewers and into the harbor where he surfs a little bit more. Meanwhile, the turtles are having trouble succeeding in their training without Mikey. They need him there. Mikey sees a giant ship shrink and disappear in the harbor. We learn that the culprit is a man named Talbot Breach. He is shrinking ships and putting them in bottles because he was barred from joining the Navy for being too short. So now the Navy is going to be too small for him. His cat messes with his shrinking weapon and the beam hits Mikey. He's shrunk and shoved in a bottle by his machines and Breach finds him peculiar but decides to solve the problem later and put him on the shelf. His cat then goes and knocks over Mikey's bottle and shatters it. Mikey takes cover under a desk as the cat chases him, and he is then saved by Talbot, who has not noticed him, um, because he just takes the cat and puts it outside for misbehaving. Mikey tried calling his brothers, but his turtle comm is too small, so he tries using the phone to call April at Channel 6. In the process, the cat gets back in and chases him again, um mikey uh evades it again and talbot punishes the cat again he failed to contact april his brothers are starting to worry about him now and uh on the news they see april is doing a report on a massive ship that she's on board of it's a big giant aircraft carrier talbot also sees this on the news and he fires his weapon at it he shrinks the ship and takes it in his hands April and Vernon are now also super tiny because they were on the ship and they get a ladder and throw it over the edge of the ship and climb down and uh, are now being chased by the cat now that they are on the floor and the cat sees them. Mikey saves them by a rodeo style riding the cat and traps it in a glass container. Talbot is now playing in the tub with his ship that he just trunk. Mikey goes into the bathroom and steals an airplane from off the carrier and flies it to go get his brother's help but this is only done at the sacrifice of april and vernon being captured running a distraction to keep talbot busy while mikey flew away mikey now returns with his brothers and in the fight the control panel for talbot's machine gets fried Takes one one too many hits with a fly spotter and, and and now it is sparking and sputtering and shooting out beams that fire out and return everything to its original size. Talbot is captured, and the day is saved. Everyone is their sizes, and bad guy loses.
2: The end. Riveting, riveting storytelling. All right, now we're on to the Big Zip Attack, season four, episode twenty-two. Originally aired October twentieth, nineteen ninety written by the late great David Wise. So on a boring afternoon, the turtles are watching a game of tiddlywinks on TV when Donatello comes in to show off his new automated pizza dough maker. It goes haywire and it shoots dough all over the layer. Meanwhile, in Dimension X, Krang is trying to get the Technodrome unstuck when he breaks a shaft. The shaft is made of rigidium, the strongest and rarest substance in the galaxy, but luckily he detects a huge deposit of it on Earth. Before the bad guys are able to open the portal to Earth, a giant egg crash lands near the Technodrome and hatches. Krang recognizes the creature that hatches from the egg as a zip, the deadliest thing in Dimension X. It eats metal and terrorizes the Technodrome before Shredder is able to throw it through the portal to Earth. It winds up in Earth's, Earth's sewers where it falls into a barrel, comes across the turtles, and he eats part of the pizza dough maker. Now, the pizza dough maker was made of copper and eating copper causes the zip to multiply it escapes the sewer which is bad because new york is filled with copper uh, copper is used in plumbing and electrical wire and all sorts of stuff so the turtles head to the surface and the city is overrun by multiplying zips the turtles follow them into a museum where mike sees one of them eat a mineral that causes it to shrink and disappear uh, also the zips kind of listen to mike because he helped discover them in the barrel back in the sewer Uh, Anyway, Krang sends the bad guys off to Donald Lofty's tower, which has a solid rod of rigidium running through it. You'll remember Donald Lofty from uh, the Slash episode. Um, Now, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady, they hold up a tour group that's on the roof of the building that includes April and Irma while they attempt to steal the rigidium rod. They start cutting through the rigidium spire at the top of the tower, which Lofty says will cause the building to collapse But Shredder doesn't care because he's a bad guy. Meanwhile, the zips are causing chaos across the city when Donatello witnesses two of them eat either end of a chocolate bar, causing them to merge back together into one zip. This gives them an idea. The turtles run to the Ajax chocolate plant and find a huge chocolate bar. They cut it open, lure all the zips there, and they start eating it and condensing back into smaller numbers of zips, but a bigger zip each time until eventually they merge into one giant zip. Uh, Mike remembers that one of the zips ate some mineral uh, back in the museum that shrank it, so they decided to go to the museum to figure out what it was. Uh, turns out that mineral was rigidium, and you can kind of put two and two together from here. Uh, Michelangelo convinces the zip to eat the rigidium that Shredder is stealing, and it shrinks it back down to a normal size. It then follows Shredder back to Dimension X and wreaks havoc on, on the Technodrome. Uh, Leo's excited to get back to practicing this uh, big zip attack is over but when he pulls his sword out of his sheath, the sword's been eaten and there's a zip in the scabbard it goes crazy excited to eat all the metal in the sewer uh, and that's where the episode ends, the end man, what riveting tales
1: I know, the, I know I know. it's not time for anchovies yet, but as Keith was reading this, I already forgot my and Spencer's episodes <laughs> That's how like <laughs> that's just a preview. So yeah. Uh let's uh
0: yeah. <laughs> let's go to the second type of round.
2: Hey nice junk.
1: So uh Rats from channel six, like I said, that had that has like an exclusive NECA set. Um and when I say like that has, like it's specifically because like Irma and uh the Vernon that we have that has rat parts. Um, so like it's, it's really neat that like that happened, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. The other thing I have for where rats is uh, there's a part where the rat king comes up out of the sewer and he's in front of a postal box and it says us mail on the side, but it's mail like the M A L E mail, not mail like the post office. Oh. I thought was kind of funny. <laughs>
1: i was like i was trying to figure out like the the contraption that um rat king ties april to like for some reason like i thought that was remember like i can't remember the name of that turtle toy but like where it was like the toilet uh ooze. the flush Flush-O-Matic. Flushomatic. that's right like i th- that was like a perfect opportunity to make that the flush matic
2: yeah they've already used that though
1: but it... they could have used it again like,
2: i know especially like, because it's a giant machine that rat king straps them into and all it does is just like take the mutagen from his hand to their body yeah. two feet away anyway yeah but- so- that's not what we're doing right now <laughs> but the flesh matic
0: was shredder's weapon and so it would kind of like unless it got like left behind i guess they could just say it was left behind and rat- yeah. It now. yeah i mean because it, like we
1: know like Racking lives in the garbage. garbage and stuff so like it would make perfect sense for him to have access to that hmm
0: I mean, there, there was already plenty of things that we never got to see happen that are just established by people saying they happened in this
2: episode, not to get into anchovies. They could have easily done that. Like, I mean, in, in this show in general, do you remember that episode that started out and it turned out that uh, Shredder had found like an alien ship that that was like flying by and like kidnapped its engine while yeah. he was in the Technodrome? And that yeah. all happened before the episode even started. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um... This isn't really an anchovy. This is just something I noticed that um, when the turtles find the mutagen, um, like the unstable mutagen after they free April, um, Michelangelo says like specifically, like, hey, isn't that stuff supposed to be green? It's but up until, up until this point, it's always been pink. Oh, yeah. So, so I was like, huh. Like, that's a weird oversight like the toy ooze has always been green unless you had like the um like the evil shredder one that one was purple
0: well yeah because we're like we're in 1990 so like oh well never mind in the 1990 movie though it would have been green
1: yeah it was green it was green there yeah but but yeah specifically like the ooze in the show up until this point has always been uh pink
0: yeah no you're right you're right I, I, i think though that they changed it to green probably because of the movie
1: like maybe like it's it's either like a combination of the movie, the toys, like whatever. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this is not the first time. Actually, this is the first time that Irma and Vernon are turned into mutants. However, it is not the the last time.
0: Ooh. Of course, it's not. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah we we have another shrinking episode already. We have, yeah. to have another vernon turning into a mutant episode either them or april you know april
0: gets turned into a cat these guys got turned into rats i guess mm-hmm. we'll see uh what they get turned
1: into next
0: yeah, yeah. tune in next time
1: well, um that was that was that was everything i noticed for this one yeah same here
2: uh next episode funny they shrunk michelangelo um, no Shredder or Krang in this episode.
1: Yep. And going to say, sorely missed. Oh, uh, <laughs> right
0: <now>, yeah. Somehow.
1: <laughs> yeah, because uh, Talbot Breach is, you know what? I would love to see Talbot Breach come back in IDW. Oh my gosh, no. I would love to nope. see that. Nope. I would just love to see what Tom and Sophie would do with him.
2: I oh. forgot that character even had a name.
0: I did too. I had to go back like several times while writing the summary and be like, what was his name again? Like I, I like re- rewound it, <laughs> just had him say his name, typed it. And then as I was typing the summary, I had to like keep looking back up at my notes to remember what his name was because I could not remember it. To say so I think he
1: only says it the one time, right? It's I think it's just
0: the one time. It could be a couple times, but it's, it's definitely not very much. And it's, yeah, there's just nothing to really remember. But uh, yeah. other than he's short. Um, man, we're we're not even in Anchovies yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah, don't don't yeah. jump ahead. I, I do think it would be interesting if they were to just like, I don't know, like have him just randomly just have like a member of the EPF or something like that that's like out on the ship or a captain of a ship and just call him Talbot or call him Breach. Like I feel like that's enough of an Easter egg or a reference and that's like all we really need
1: to this yeah day. yeah no i want i want him to be the next big villain after armageddon game we gotta we have to have a Talbot a tar- a tar- a breach uh arc
0: there is there is no way there's no short way. man tom, shrink tom if
1: you're listening please i beg you please
2: you can just make it a short story <laughs> I, I i would rather see short uh, that's nope,
1: short that's the that's whole it, thing that's it yeah uh, he got it he's got it
0: I'd, I'd buy, buy
1: keith the pizza he, that was the best joke that was the best joke
0: I, I would still rather probably have a garbage man episode than, than a talbot i mean not episode but a garbage man miniseries than i would a talbot breach miniseries <laughs> uh
1: so this is the second time in the series that michelangelo has been shrunk uh first time being the incredible shrinking turtles yes this is the second episode in which the titular plot is instigated due to a technical malfunction resulting from a cat pressing a random button on a control panel. Wow! Remember uh, the first time the, the first time that yep, yeah, specifically thing six? happened was Catwoman from Channel 6. Was that
2: also a, is it Michael Edens that did this?
1: Was it? Uh,
0: it was. Michael Edens wrote this episode.
2: Well, yeah, but did he also do
0: Catwoman? No, woman? that
1: was that was Rich Merwin.
2: Okay. All right.
1: But somebody was copying somebody's notes. <laughs> I don't know why I did that accent but, <laughs> but
0: someone's copying someone's copied notes in many of these episodes
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh,
1: so when Michelangelo tries to call channel six uh, when Vernon when Vernon answers Michelangelo only dials uh, five numbers.
2: yeah it's I think it's zero zero seven six seven yep that's what he dials yeah.
0: Well, you know, this is the turtles universe. There, there's only five
2: numbers in a phone number. Right. You only have three fingers. You only have to dial five five numbers. That's the way it works.
1: Makes perfect sense to me.
2: Um, I do have a note that Michelangelo says that he hungers for a cowabunga. I heard that. Shredder said back in. And,
1: uh, yeah. cowabunga,
2: Shredhead, Right. It,
1: it, oh yeah. God. Yeah, and and so it's like it's wild that like, you, Shredder says that before Michelangelo does.
2: A, at least a season before michelangelo does
1: yeah and it's like a, it's like a full season before before michelangelo does but it's like you associate that kind of speak with michelangelo but like he le- legitimately does not ever say that until this episode
0: yeah like we don't ever at least see him say it i mean maybe this episode just confirms that it is something that michelangelo would say yeah <laughs> it, it is a nice callback though
1: it, it is a fun it is a fun callback
0: i I do love that line it's a good one
1: um this isn't really an anchovy this is just another thing that i noticed um the scale that they shrunk at is all over the place
0: oh my yeah that that is one of my all
1: right then i'll I'll let you talk about it then yeah (laughs) um yeah it's just it's just all over the place yeah uh so, and that is it for "Funny They Shrunk Michelangelo." Other than the title being a play on "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids," yeah, there, there's that. the classic movie that you can watch now. Oh my goodness, Disney Plus. Did you not get that?
2: You know what? I, I actually have a note later that this feels like a, a the movie "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids." I That's, did not yeah, put two is, and two together. This
1: totally, this, yeah, it's totally <laughs> kind of based on. I mean, like shrinking episodes or shrinking episodes, yeah, but. Like, this is totally kind of based on that, like, especially, like, having Vernon and April join in on the adventure.
2: Yeah, well, and the, the like, the crazed uh, ex-Navy officer. I, yep. I remember that, yeah. Um, all right, the big zip attack. Um, what is Tiddlywinks, guys?
1: So, Tiddlywinks... I don't think it's a reference to
0: anything. Tiddlywinks okay. is like a, a game where you like have like little tiny like this is like an old person game. How do you guys not know what this is? <laughs> is that really is that yeah, a what real it's thing? Called? Yeah, it, yeah, it's called Tiddlywinks. Like you, you, take like a coin or like little like I don't, I don't know if you do play with like plastic. Oh my god, it is. But yeah, you take little coins and you like push it down on the edge of another Billy coin. Winx is a game, a, a uh,
1: game. played on a flat felt mat with a small disc called Winks, a pot, yeah. which is the target and a collection of squidgers, which are also discs. Players squidgers. use a squidger uh, to shoot a wink into flight by flicking the squidger across the top of a, of a wink and then over its edge, thereby propelling it into the air. The objective yeah. is, of the game is to score points by sending your own winks into the pot. See?
0: Wow. Yeah, the, so
1: just... the defensive of, the defensive objective of the game is to prevent your opponents by, from potting their winks by squapping them. S-Q-U-O-P-P-I-N-G. Shooting your own wings to line on top of your opponent's winks. And as a part of strategic gameplay, players often attempt to squap their opponent's winks and develop, maintain, and break up large pile of winks. That was... That there's was a, certainly a paragraph. To
0: there's so many made up words. That game had to have been made in like the
1: 40s or 50s. You know? uh, <laughs> even further back, uh, on, Wikipedia, Wikipedia says 1888. Wow. Wow. It is over gracious. 200 years old.
2: Because I, at first I thought he was playing like Pogs,
1: or, and then, uh, and then they said it was uh, over 150 years old.
2: I thought it was Pogs at first, and then they said we're I now. Like, we I know, the no, I knew. I
1: knew it wasn't Pogs. Like yeah. that's not how you play Pogs.
2: Yeah, no. I, but Spencer, this show's I'll so tell you about Pogs
1: wrong. and Pogmania.
0: <laughs> oh, I I'm aware of what Pogs were. My my cousin, who was like you know a few years older than me and was around for the Pogmania, had like a massive like it's like i don't know just like a big giant like can i don't know he had, he had a big container full mm-hmm.
1: of pogs oh yeah uh, i used to have a oh, tube dude. i would i would take to school with me the only one i still have left i think is my gambit slammer like gambit yeah. from the x-men i just i still have it somewhere i wonder if
2: i have any ninja turtle pogs i don't think i, I ever did somewhere.
1: i don't think i ever did have Ninja. Turtle i don't pogs. think i did either
2: they, it seems like a no-brainer but i don't think i did
0: yeah oh. I'm not going to lie, though. As a kid, when I saw Pogs, I wanted them. and was kind of sad when I learned that you could not find them anymore. Because like I I saw his Pogs, and I was like, these are the coolest things I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I think there's like, you can buy Pogs now. I mean, you can obviously buy them on uh, on eBay. Um, And I think there's like, there might be like designer ones that come out every now and then, but like, not nearly enough to be like, hey, remember Pogs? Yeah, They're back in elf form.
0: Um, bring bring pogs back
2: yeah like Um, magic
1: magic the gathering pogs man pogs
2: much less buy-in with pogs uh let's see what else do we got um so don's pizza or don's pizza dough maker uh very much resembles the pizza thrower toy
1: I, i thought that and i was like it's a little too different but yeah. like you can see, the shape is like roughly the pizza thrower.
0: Has mm-hmm. Don like made like failed pizza making machines before? Like I feel wants, like this like, is his third oh, yeah. one, yeah. at least. At yeah, least, least. <laughs> this is
1: his third pizza uh, pizza maker.
0: Yeah, because he made one in the episode with the the soup. What's his name? Gadget Man, the superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he made one in that one, and there's another one I think even earlier on. So I think this is his third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: What's crazy is that that. That teenage mutant that lives in a sewer has perfected dimensional travel and yet cannot make an automated pizza machine.
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's just hard, man. Yeah. It's just hard hard <laughs> to make an authentic New York slice.
2: The, the math just isn't there, I guess. <laughs>
0: One of those things that you can't automate, you know, has to be done with human hands. or, or right.
2: He hasn't figured out how to include the secret ingredients. Love. Yeah, yeah.
1: Also New York water. Um, <laughs> so going by the official episode numbers, Donald J. Lofty technically appears in slash the evil turtle from dimension X first. Yes. Because that episode came out first, but this is his first appearance.
2: Yeah. So like in the slash episode, he mentions that like the turtles have helped him before.
1: So and this specifically episode talking this, specifically first. talking about this. It's specifically talking about. Well, this episode didn't come. It was, so going by the production order, Slash was first, or like, Slash was first, and then this one, like, it's weird.
2: Yeah, so like, like, production and airing order was wrong from the continuity order. Exactly,
1: exactly. So this episode should have come before Slash. And I
0: thought the Clone Wars series was a mess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At least that was kind of written that way. Yeah. (laughs) This is when they just forgot uh david wise uh the late great david wise uh, apparently rewrote this uh plot from his uh from a transformers episode that he had written called cream zeke
2: hmm. i wonder how ma- i wonder if we started another podcast that was watching the original transformers series i wonder how many of those episodes are also ninja turtles episodes
0: i mean it's pretty much what they tried to do with like the live action ninja turtle movie reboots right you know you have human character that then discovers when they originally going to be aliens you know alien character and the human they character. weren't
1: originally going to be yeah, aliens right. we've talked about this i, I mean that's, that's what they say uh, It's not what he meant
0: even if they weren't aliens even if they weren't aliens it's still like the same plot as the first transformers movie
1: all right i'm gonna now i'm gonna segue yeah, you, got me, you got me heated. You got me heated about this. Okay, so when Michael Bay said that, when Michael Bay said that, he was saying that they were alien, as in they are they're weird looking to normal people, not aliens from another planet. He uh, never said that. But those are
2: they were aliens from another dimension, right? They're yeah. not even aliens the from another door.
1: Dimension. They're not even aliens from another dimension. Just, they were supposed to look alien, not look like aliens, like from another world. I thought there was, and, like,
0: a whole, like, leak, leaked, like, script that had, like, them as aliens and, like, Shredder was going to be Colonel Shredder and... Yeah.
1: So, I think that is an early... I, that's an early draft. I don't think the Turtles were actually aliens in that, dra- in that draft. Um, and then, like, Eric Sachs was always supposed to be Shredder. Eric Sachs or Rokusaki. Like, yeah. that's how that was supposed to go. Yeah, it's so, um, yeah. But yeah, the turtles weren't weren't supposed to be aliens from another world.
0: Either way, my point is: is human character that is main character discovers the CGI characters exist, and then you know goes on an adventure with them and is is part of them fighting their their new enemy. Anyway, it's it's the same plot. But it's a
1: trope as old as time.
0: Yeah, it really is. Anywho. Just saying, it's not you know, it's not the only thing that's been repurposed from Transformers.
1: Uh. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Got it. Uh, yeah, no, I mean the 2014 movie is basically Transformers, but Ninja Turtles, like, yeah. Yeah. ver almost verbatim. Yeah, I think I think I like the first Transformers more
0: though. Well, yeah, I mean it was actually kind of somewhat original then.
1: The down the downhill the downhill sequence with the uh, with the like. The um, not the tanker truck, the the semi. Um, yeah. that was really cool. That's probably one of the best action sequences in Turtles ever.
0: It, it, it is a pretty cool scene. Definitely. Yeah.
1: We're not talking about those movies yet. Yeah. We we'll get have there to
0: watch those eventually here because I mean that's pretty much the next movie. I mean, after. in
1: two years that'll be a, in two years it'll be that tenth anniversary. But, All right, are we? Let's see.
2: We're ready for anchovies. Now, yeah, right? we're sufficiently
1: yeah. ready to be angry at these episodes. So angry. All right, I'm warmed up. Let's go.
0: No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call legend law. All right. So there's I already said this, but like there's a lot that is established in this episode that like is just by people saying it.
1: Do we go do we go back to where rats
0: yeah. Yeah. Back okay. rats. Yeah. We're sorry. We're in where right now. There's so many, so much in this episode that is established by people saying things are happening. Like, for example, like the yeah. feet stealing explosives, like like the shredder sent them, like that's just said out of the blue. Uh, the missing can of ooze that was just you know there for some reason that Rat King found. Like <laughs> I feel like there's a lot in this episode that like just gets told to characters and just yeah. like And that's there's just so much dialogue, I guess, that is simply exposition or explaining things because they didn't want to show them.
2: Well, yeah, but it's that. It's that's also like, why are they, why are Shredder and Krang hiring thieves to steal explosives? Because like they have laser pistols and like all this other space age technology. Like Krang had a whole like disintegration device. He was threatening to blow up like a mile wide part of New York just a couple episodes ago. And then what's with the like cheese exploding? switching the boxes thing like why are they doing that at all they explain all this other stuff to us but not like anything relevant to the actual plot of the show
1: yeah it's it's so weird how this episode moves like normally with like ninja turtles episodes you can kind of like you can kind of look away do like put it on in the background and do something else and still kind of understand everything i looked at my phone i think i was talking to you guys and like a minute later I had no idea what was going on <laughs> and I was like how much did I miss and I rewound it and I was like a lot apparently
0: yeah like, like you're gonna if you if you don't listen to like very closely to some things characters are saying you're gonna miss like a bunch of exposition you're gonna be like who are these thieves like who who are these guys you know and like miss the throwaway line where he's just like the thieves we hired to steal the explosives <laughs> like yeah you
1: get them, why like yeah, like why did you have them? Like have your foot soldiers do it. Use one of your many cloaking devices.
2: They literally sh- sent Bebop and Rocksteady to Earth to get the explosives. Just, just have them steal the explosives, man.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's like the the whole like where rat thing gets told to us in, in exposition by like a really racist character of like a Romani woman.
2: Oh, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't forget about that. Yeah. I had to rewind that because I was like, oh, is that real? Oh, yeah. And was... why,
2: though? Because, like, that also wasn't accurate at all.
1: <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. And it's like, it's such a weird line how she, like, she how she calls them like, oh, the were-rats come out at the moon. And it's like, oh, don't you know about the tale of the were-rat? And it's like, oh, gosh. <laughs>
0: Uh, and, and there's also like like uh I don't know like in other rag King episodes because I, I don't know I guess in later versions of of ninja Turtles we get to have more violence. you know we actually see them like hitting rats and like smacking them around and things And yeah. this one like the rats just like surround them and start nibbling on the ground and they're just like oh no, they're eating the ground out from under us. What do
1: we do? yeah like the turtles are so weirdly like, impotent in this episode yeah like it's really weird how like they just don't do anything um and like the plot kind of happens all around them yeah like, they barely like raf's got a great line when like they they break in to save april at the end and they're like uh they break in it's like all right shredder all right rat king gig is up and then raf's like we wasted the best entrance of our lives and and nobody's here yeah <laughs> <laughs> um that was a great bit that uh, that was a great bit um but yeah like this episode man
2: there's a part where like so they're what they're going to the airfield because uh, Vernon found cheese there or something i don't even remember why
1: because because they had overheard the explosive smugglers were going to switch the explosives with cheese crates at the airport
2: and why they're doing that is
1: yeah like
2: I'm insane because they bring both the crates on the plane anyway.
1: Like, why do they want to double cross Shredder again anyway? I don't remember.
2: Well, because they're selling it to someone overseas.
1: Is that what the? What? Oh, that's why. That's why it's on a plane. Got it. Ugh. Yeah,
2: but like what? Anyway, so Donatello's like, "Hey guys, we're going to the airfield. We'll need the blimp. I'll go get the blimp." And then, but Donatello's still at the airfield, and he's like on the airplane with the other turtles. He falls out of the plane. And then Donatello shows up with the blimp and catches all of them. Mm-hmm. And including Donatello, and then yeah. Donatello's sitting there is like, "Hey guys, I'm late." And I'm like, "Wait, you just fell from the plane?" Dude. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it, it, speaking and speaking of also coming out of nowhere, like that part where I mentioned where like where they kick through the door and Raph's like, "Oh, we've wasted the best interest of our lives." Um it's just the four turtles who jump in and then they're like and so like they they talk about the plan and you know all oh, the rats and everything and they're like, "We should ask Master Splinter." And then, like, Master Splinter's, like, right there. And he's like, yes, we should go do it. like, where did you come from?
2: <laughs> You're just bringing up the rear.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> Go ahead, it- my sons. I'll catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or then there's the
0: whole thing where they just, like, have Splinter be the one to face the Rat King instead of, like, leaving one of the turtles behind to, you know, oh, geez, face know. the guy that can control rats. They're like, yeah, let's have Splinter go against him
2: again. <laughs> it's that captain planet Fantastic. logic it's like all right we'll send captain planet to fight pollution the one thing he's weak to like yeah. why <laughs> he's <laughs> or he's gonna uh,
1: take pollution down to zero
2: yeah hey if the power is mine then why do we need captain planet
1: I, that's true that's yeah. true to mo- to motivate you right
2: you guys have seen the the like funny or die one yeah, right
1: of course we have it well of course okay. i have that's like 15 years
2: old now. yes I, I think I have seen it yes the one
0: Don, that C- Don Cheadle,
1: Don Cheadle.
2: Cheadle. I, I'm pretty sure I have yeah okay. there's like there's like a whole series there's like six of them they're all hilarious
1: Um, but yeah Uh, also kind of going back like the animation in this episode is terrible <laughs> just it's not the worst we've seen in this show but it is amongst the worst
2: Mm-hmm. I think I was just too busy trying to keep up with the plot that I didn't even notice <laughs> yeah I didn't notice like so I talked about how Donatello fell out of the plane and then caught himself with the blimp but like while they're fighting on the plane they only ever animate three turtles
1: mm.
2: so it's like it's like they got that note but they didn't get like which turtles they were because sometimes it's like Donatello, Raph, and Mike and sometimes it's Leo, Mike, and Don and sometimes it's raf and leo and Raphael again you know oh, <laughs> but it's yeah. never all four of
1: them <laughs> yeah it's never the right ones
2: yeah also like how does so the mutagen becomes
0: unstable yeah how and suddenly it becomes linked to the flute and like the the flute
1: for some reason that's what's making well it i don't think i think once? i think that just i think the flute triggers the rat dna inside of them at that point I'm
0: sure but there's like i don't know there's
1: just so but, I'm, but at that point i'm making excuses for this yeah, show
2: so. we're inferring a lot there
1: <laughs> i'm just work. trying to make it work i'm, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just trying to help i'm just trying to help my boy david wise <laughs> yes, yes.
0: and so okay yes i will agree with you there it can trigger the rat dna and they're like so they're you know it becomes more manifest and that you know their minds are under control but then breaking the flute unmutates them like i, I get it when it's like a spell and yeah. you break so your brain isn't under control anymore but like they literally break well
1: the- isn't the flute like isn't the flute like a magical item anyway yeah so like like a spell like yeah okay you
0: break the spell but like are, they still have rat DNA now then who knows when it's going to get triggered right like it's well
1: so it's that's the thing is like rat king rat king gets another flute um oh, in sounds- night of the rogues
2: I do not like the flute frankly I don't I was, know I was very it's- glad to see it explode
1: It's a Pied Piper reference, if you guys. I know, know,
2: but I don't don't like it. Like, it's dumb. It's anyway.
0: It's just one of those things where I'm like, how, like breaking the flute. How would it make them unmutate? Then I guess, and also, wouldn't they still have rat DNA that's going to manifest at random times that make them turn into rats now? Or anyway, yeah, the whole thing.
2: It leaves a whole lot of, like, questions, I guess. <laughs> but how did the mutage yeah. become unstable? Like, how did it become unstable in the time it took it to open because the it? Because yeah. they didn't have the cap on look <laughs> at it. Because they
1: didn't have the it? cap on. It wasn't screwed tightly, and it wasn't refrigerated.
2: It's like Elmer's glue, you leave the cap off.
1: Just... Yeah, like, you leave it off, and then it wasn't refrigerated. So it definitely got spoiled.
2: But it just happens all at
0: once, because it's just fine. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, whoop, spoiled. You know, like see yeah, I I
1: think I think it had been sp- I mean again I'm inferring something but just like to me when I was watching it I was like oh it was fine and then it got exposed to air you know and then like it, that just triggered the reaction because it's like several years old at this point because I assumed it was like leftover like when shredder mutated the turtles then he ran away to rat King's lair set it down caught his breath and then took off running still and forgot to meet there in my head that was my head well, I think for, that, for where that came from, and then Shredder remembered he, he does that he left that it down it,
2: there. Yeah, he does say that it was left uh, when the Technodrome uh was on Earth. Or yeah. whatever. so it's been there for a while. But so, so the time frame, the time,
1: my time frame, my headcanon time frame does match up. It has
0: yeah. been a whole half a season, a whole half a giant season. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it's not clear if it was there when it left in season one. Yeah, you know that could be it, but. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway. What a crazy episode. Yeah. I know.
0: Are we are we good on this one? We're we good to move. Yeah, on? I think we're good on this one. I think
2: we're good. Funny they shrunk Michelangelo. Um, yeah, like I my note here was that this feels like Honey I Shrunk the Kids and, or Tom and Jerry. It just feels very out of place for some reason. Yeah.
1: I think it, it's it's not even like good Tom and Jerry. No. Like not at the all. cat, Claude is just so annoying. Mm-hmm yeah
0: and so it's just like the tiny people voices that they have in here and you can barely understand them
2: there's been plenty of times where i couldn't oh I went, my goodness i totally blocked that out spencer this was so <laughs> annoying This is yeah. I, most didn't, annoying I didn't episode.
1: mind the tiny people voices but like that there was a cartoon i used to watch um i think it was called the littles
0: i remember that cartoon
1: actually yeah and uh and the littles. maybe it wasn't hang on maybe it wasn't the littles Was it the littles the living with the you know? Oh, it was the littles. Yeah. Oh, um And like they kind of have that voice, but that voice modulation, but yeah.
0: But like it's it's really bad in this because you can like barely understand them most of the time. Like like there's yeah. like, lots of times where like Mikey or like especially April would like say something and I had no idea what they said. Yeah. Totally lost. The size of the characters is super inconsistent. They're like constantly like growing and shrinking at different points. Mm.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Like my favorite episode.
1: Yeah, and like and like we said earlier, like the scale is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like that jet that Michelangelo pilots should not like he because at one point he is taller than the than the jet. And then yeah. as the jet is flying around, Vernon and April are taller than the jet. Yeah. But then when we saw the three of them together, they were taller than Michelangelo. <laughs> or, like, they were, they were roughly the same size as Michelangelo. But, yeah. I mean, they're taller because they're human.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, like, Michelangelo isn't able to use his calm to communicate with his brothers because it, like, doesn't work. Like, because it, does, it doesn't have enough power. But then, like, he's able to, like, use it later to talk to his brothers when he shows up in his airplane.
1: I think that might be because it was close range.
0: Okay, so it can only, because, okay, so because it has less power, it can only be close range. All right, I guess I'll buy that. But anyway, it, yeah. It's still stupid.
1: Oh, it's very (laughs) stupid. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then there's just the whole, like, everything returns to normal if you destroy the machine trope. I mean, we already had it with the flute that broke in the last episode, but, like, flute, it's, like, magic rules, and so it's like, oh, yeah, you break the spell by destroying the magical item. Like, I can buy that more than, like, we smacked this machine and now the machine is shooting out beams that are just going to grow everything that was shrunk back to its original size and safely place it in the Harbor. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can't, but yeah. And it's like the harbor's not that big for a lot of the stuff that he froze. Right.
0: Yeah. It, it's, just, uh, it's like magic, like, you know, ex machina kind of stuff.
1: There was one really uncomfortable shot where uh, he, in, he took like three baths in this episode
0: yes he loves the water i mean
1: he loves the water but it's like three baths and it's like it's implied that this is this is not even a full day (laughs) but there's a there's one really like i was kind of like okay uh where he's playing with a submarine and then like dive bombs the submarine directly into his (laughs) crotch
0: (laughs) <laughs> that people still aren't in it. I mean, like that, that's that's what I imagine the true horror is: is all the tiny because like April and Vernon were not the only people on that ship, so you now have these tiny people like on this aircraft carrier that are forced to see this man bathing. And like, that's the
1: other thing. You know, yeah, that's that's, the other, that's <laughs> the other thing. That's the other thing. We never see now. we yeah. never see all the other people that were on these ships. Yeah. So, like, where are they hiding? Presum- presumably, like, yeah, presumably they are on these ships as well. And, like, they easily all could have overpowered, you know, but whatever. Yeah.
2: All right, are we ready for the big zip attack?
1: Big yeah. zip attack. Uh,
2: not a fan of this episode. It, it reminded me of Mr. August Town.
0: Yeah, it was very Mr. Ogg, I mean, it was very much, because that, that's kind of become a trope now for this series, is... uh alien or like like pet alien or something like that you know kind of animal alien or a mr Ogg comes from other dimension comes from other dimension wreaks all sorts of havoc the turtles get them out but then not really at the end because they're still kind of there and, and messing with them in one way or another as a gag you know, yeah yeah, and yeah they it's, a, it's a lot of weird.
1: it's a lot of take what we did before and do it again
0: yeah, yeah. like it's it's the Gribbics, it's mr Ogg goes to town it's the baby four, four turtles and a baby yeah four turtles and a baby it's it's that again <laughs> but yeah the the little the little things are obnoxious and uh like i like endings where like so like, like there there's very certain cases where i like resolved endings and where i don't like unresolved endings Episodes like this, I want a resolved ending. They sent it back to dimension X. Like this thing is supposed to be really dangerous. It's kind of annoying that they like are like, oh, it's still here for the gag, but then it's like it's still there. Like they they haven't yes. they, they haven't you know they haven't saved the day because yeah one is still there in their dimension. But like when it's like a horror episode and like you think they've killed it, but then you like see something is like you know that it's maybe still alive and still looming in the background. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine for me because it's like ooh you know it's like the horror trope of like ooh it's still out there. You know, you can never totally defeat the evil thing.
1: I feel uh, like this is. I feel like this is. This isn't the first Gremlins based episode that we've had, right?
0: Gribix was the Gribix Gremlin, because I think I remember talking about this with an Gribix episode. Gribix was the Gremlin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grib-
1: yeah. And so, like, this is the second. This is the second Gremlins themed episode we've had, like
0: based on whatever, like based on it eating things, like coming in contact with certain things, it reacts differently. yeah yeah so they end up chasing you know a nerd like a you know like like the candy nerds but like the animated wonka versions with arms around it grows and becomes
2: big and yeah yeah. oh it is a nerd isn't it dang yeah it's a nerd with arms (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Uh, oh yeah right Should that's we talk actually, about what we liked about these episodes? Yeah, now? I was gonna say
1: that's actually it for what I didn't like. So let's uh, let let's let's turn it around.
2: It's easy when your only note is I disliked everything.
1: Uh, right? <laughs> oh, I love being a turtle. Uh, so where rats from Channel Six didn't like a whole lot about this episode. Um, I, I can't even really say it was fine. I just I got nothing.
2: I you know, I'm gonna be honest. I love this episode
1: really this was your pick
2: this was it yes no, I, I really up. enjoyed it because it's just the sort of stupid nonsense i've come to expect from this show just like cranked to 11 yeah I, I don't know what it was like they they fight in a plane and there's like uh new mutants and stuff i don't know it just really it struck a chord with me i don't know why uh, yeah
1: not well, what i thought you were gonna say
0: yeah so, i mean honestly that's good like I'm, I'm glad we can have a positive
2: outcome here and i yeah it, it <laughs> it's so ridiculous that like at one point splinter gets like hypnotized by the flute or he starts getting to And april from out of nowhere just runs up with a full <laughs> bucket of water and splashes him right in the face he's like oh thanks and he just beats the crap out of the rat king uh, yeah okay, amazing so <laughs>
1: that part that part was really funny i do lie i do like um actually because it made me laugh really loud was um when the turtles all bust in and Raph has is like oh we wasted our big entrance mm-hmm. and april's like off screen is like i liked it <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. genuinely made me laugh
2: i don't know the whole like the switching cheese with explosives it doesn't make any sense but it's just hilarious to me and i don't know why yeah. I, I, it really clicked for me for some reason it's just a bunch of zany nonsense but it, it works in a way yeah it's just chaos
0: but you know in a way chaos can just kind of be funny because you're like wow this is so nuts yeah it's like a really good mad lib yeah yeah it's like a good mad lib. there you go yeah. maybe it
2: was a mad lib <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not i wouldn't be
1: surprised it feels like
2: it so i mike am i correct in guessing that your favorite was funny they shrunk Michelangelo?
1: no you were okay. not correct okay okay but by process of elimination, that only leaves us with one choice.
2: <laughs> what about you, Spencer? Was yours funny They you shrunk Michelangelo?
0: No, I'd, I'd say mine probably had to be the the Nerds, the Zips. Okay. Yeah, that, that one probably was, was limited for me, I actually. But I also, maybe it was because I kind of like was half asleep during it, kind of got a bit of a nap after a long day at work. It's it's been warming up around here, so <laughs> maybe that's why I liked it. <laughs> gotcha.
1: So, uh, like I said, mine was my favorite was, um, the big zip attack. You know, like I said, process of elimination. Yeah. Um, specifically because, like, it is it's so well animated. Mm. Like I don't know if you guys caught it, but like. I, I was, like, watching it, and there was, like, a point in it where I'm, like, this is, I'm, like, we're back to, like, a Japanese team uh, animating this, because I was, like, this is really, really looking good. Um, and so I had to, so I, like, dm Jason from uh, Turtle Recall real quick, and he's, like, yeah, it's he's, like, it, it's Murakami Wolf Swenson, who's based in Japan, so, and uh, J- uh, Jimmy Murakami had worked for Toei. So, like, the DNA is there. And that's why, like, that episode specifically looked really good in a lot of shots. Mm. Not the whole episode. Because, like, we know Toei wasn't 100%. But when they were, when, when they fired on all cylinders, they were, they were good.
0: Yeah. To, get, to go back to uh, the funny they shrunk Michelangelo, the good thing I will say about it is, once again, like, they at least didn't use Shredder again, and I will always give props to that. Because the thing is, is, like, when you don't always go back to your fail safe like oh this will be you know this character will be okay character for a villain you're going to end up with some that suck that's part of the risk yeah so props to them for still at least trying something different and I will always yeah. give a thumbs up to that
2: uh, they they at least tried I liked that, uh, the bad guy he had this elaborate shrink ray and also he built a machine to like cork the bottle that yeah. he put the ship into <laughs>
1: I yeah, like that at one point funny. I thought that <laughs> I like that at one point like when it it's trying to like hand him the bottle and it just like gets tired of waiting and it throws it at him
2: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah his his automatic corking machine is it's it's so like over the top it, it is a lot of fun yeah I think there's also a
2: part where like Vernon passes out after he like i don't know like he falls in cat food or something yeah He passes oh, yeah, out. Yeah. just like a limp in april's arms And i thought that was hilarious
1: <laughs> like and this this episode like it, it wasn't terribly animated either because there was a lot of good shots in it um i think my only thing is like i wish it wasn't michelangelo because hmm. i think i think for 87 michelangelo is probably my least favorite turtle and it's just because like he was the party dude, so like he was—he was the kid one. Everybody loved him the most. And it's like i am kind everyone of seeing why. The most. Huh? I, th- I thought everyone like
0: loved Raphael the most out of that series. No, it's like I mean love.
1: He's I think like I think Raf, Raf gets a lot of love, but it's usually it was usually like older kids that did. Uh, uh, yeah, Michelangelo
2: got all the press. He was in the like, yeah Michelangelo stars, was like the, the me- yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Huh. And it's like. You know, the older I got, the more I liked Donatello the most.
2: Yeah. Big Zip Attack. Uh, one of uh, the like rules like, is called Balonium. That's all I got. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I,
1: thought that, I thought that was really funny. Um, I already waxed poetic about the animation; like it yeah. was, it was really good. Um, yeah. And there was there was a couple of good one liners in Big Zip Attack as well.
2: Um, oh yeah, there's that part where like, uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And the one turns the other way, is, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Turns the other, way, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. yeah. And then Michelangelo's just like, pizza? Yeah.
0: Yep. (laughs) Michelangelo doesn't mention pizza at least once in this episode. We failed as writers. Right.
1: (laughs) Like, like there's a lot of good Bebop lines in this episode. Um, Like, when he does, like, the fake interview with, like, Irma. um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was was stuff that, like, legitimately made me crack up. Uh, yeah, guys, I think that's gonna do it for my everything for these three episodes. yeah, I think
0: that's it for me too. overall, they're they're kind of episodes you would find in the middle of the big giant behemoth episodes of three and four when they were just pumping these things out, you know, getting an episode out like you know, a couple episodes out every every week or so yeah <laughs>
2: they're they're yeah. hitting a the wall, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's like, and we knew this was going to happen because they they've already hit the wall so many times in this episode, mm-hmm. in this series. So, uh, yeah, we just we just got to power through. We'll we'll yep. get we'll get to the end of season four soon.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're over halfway through, and here after we finish Urban Legends, I think we're going to do a bit of a a focus on uh getting through this cartoon. Oh yeah. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Well, we also cover. Armageddon games to cover, oh, yeah, excellent. excellent. A week a month to cover Armageddon games, and then the other three will be dedicated to 87 series.
1: Sweet, 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 sweet. All right, guys, uh, Keith, I think it's time for some news. This is April O'Neil of Channel
2: 6. We got
1: this week. So by the time you listen to this episode, uh, it will already have been passed, but NECA uh, last week um, put up their uh, Ninja Turtles, you know, there's SDCT sets. Um, so if you didn't get a chance to do that last Friday, what they really, uh, what they announced this week and was really cool was that they had canceled all the duplicate and bot orders that they caught and put all of those back in stock so people could buy them. So this morning uh, or this afternoon, uh, everybody had a chance to get the uh, permeation of that. <clears throat> I forgot what that, that's called, but the, Perm- the human version. Pre- permeation of, pre- of, m- t- of mutation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so if you didn't get a chance to get that, uh, today was your chance, but that sold out in like a half hour. So uh, hopefully any of you guys listening caught that. Um, the big news was, so the big thing we talked about a couple weeks ago was um shredder's revenge getting the physical version uh announced and shown um and by limited run games if you're in the u.s and limited run games had said hey check back in on june 6th and you'll we'll do more we'll do a full reveal um and of the collector's edition and so what they did on june 6th was like a cool like live stream um showing off like a bunch of different games and then like they got to the ninja turtle section and they talked about the collector's edition and what was coming in it but they didn't actually show it which was really annoying um and really kind of disappointing for a lot of people who were waiting and kind of basing their decision on purchasing it uh on that They did let us know that every physical version, whether it's the collector's edition or the uh base retail version, is going to come with a coupon for a free personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut, just like the old original arcade game did. So I thought that was a neat touch.
2: Yeah, funny. (laughs) What a what a safe bet for Pizza Hut, because like no one's gonna turn that in at the collector's item
1: i you know i i was thinking about it like i don't remember if i used my coupon for my version of the arcade game i know i definitely don't have it anymore (laughs) um but i was i was wondering if like people would actually use this because this is part of like the box so i don't know um so anyway a lot of people were kind of disappointed that they didn't do the full reveal Uh, oh so they they had shown the personal pan pizza coupon and then like a guy on screen had said that there was going to be a mini arcade cabinet replica that would be in it uh like a fully printed strategy guide and then uh he pulled up on screen a playmates uh like it looks like a new re-release version of the toon shredder uh action figure from 1995 which is like a really deep cut because a lot of people missed out on that figure. It was like the first time they had done shredder in that toy line in his cartoon accurate, like color. So like the shirtless shredder, they finally painted a shirt on. It. Um, so that figure like roughly in good condition complete is like a hundred to 200 bucks now. Oh, So, geez. so this is a good shot for a lot of people to get that, uh, get that figure. Um, it is a little different. Uh, the packaging is not the original tune turtles packaging. Um, and it doesn't have like the shiny metallic paint. It's more of just a base silver or a base gray. Um, but that was it. They didn't show the actual like collector's edition box or anything like that. Um, it's so super, super disappointing. And then literally like a half hour before we started recording, uh, they put every, they put pictures out of the actual, like, uh, editions so there's uh three four editions uh so there's the base physical uh which we talked about um has reversible cover ninja turtle or, uh and the personal pan pizza um and then and i think i think it had stickers too then the next one up is the limited classic edition which has a retro styled slip cover to look like a VHS box, a VHS, a VHS style box that goes inside of the cassette box, uh, the standard game case with a reversible cover, the steel book uh, stickers of the six character sprites in the game and the personal band pizza. Then the next step up is the limited radical edition, which comes with everything I had said before. Uh, the fully printed strategy guide, the mini arcade cabinet replica that only plays sound and video plays the game's trailer, a physical version of the game's soundtrack with, uh, by T. Lopes, which, fantastic music, uh, a shadow box of the Turtles, uh, April, and Splinter fighting foot soldiers, Bebop, and Rocksteady, uh, that, and that Shredder playmates uh, action figure. Uh, so We did get the prices on these as well. Uh, The classic edition, which is the second one, is $65. And that's going to be a limited run games exclusive. Uh, And the limited radical edition is going to be $200. The third edition is going to be the limited PC big box edition, which comes kind of with that VHS style box, uh, a PC jewel case, if you like collected old PC games, Sprite stickers a seal book for some reason, a USB stick which I'm assuming would have, might have the game on it, uh, a mouse pad which uh, features like some mousers and pizza sprites, and the personal pan pizza that one is sixty dollars so yeah
2: do we know what just the game costs?
1: so I believe the game by itself is forty dollars okay we still don't have an official price on that, but usually based on this, I think $15. Probably, you know, limit knowing limited run games, like I would say the Shredder's Revenge is probably gonna be about $30 to $40. Hmm. Probably hmm. leaning closer to $30. Awesome, so, awesome. So are these physical versions? Um I will let's probably ball get... let's pull the room.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I will probably get the base game and nothing else.
0: Yeah, it, it most would probably get the base physical version. I don't think I could really uh I don't know. I, I don't really love this era of Ninja Turtles a whole lot anyway. Really? Really. So like episodes first, like first uh, time, first big time zip attack this didn't,
2: didn't convince you. I you know, I, I actually really like mini arcade cabinets and I have the the turtles one, but this one just plays the trailer and it's also I have to buy two hundred dollars worth of stuff to get it.
1: Yeah. And uh, so that's
2: strategy guide looks cool, but I mean, I'm gonna get frankly I'm gonna button mash anyway. So
1: yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> like I don't need a strategy guide for that. Um yeah. I think for me personally and some of the other people that I've talked to on Twitter, we're gonna do the limited classic edition, um, which is the one down from the radical big box one. Cause I I mean I went all in on Calabunga collection because I have a huge connection to those games mm-hmm. this one not that I don't have a connection to it like I love this so far and everything I've seen but I don't need that big of a collector's edition for for this like I don't really care about that toon shredder figure um, I don't need the strategy guide, like you said the shadow box is cool again not really something I need the sprite stickers I like um, oh, okay. and those come with the lower edition yeah um and like you said i don't need the i don't i like the arcade cabinet i would put it in my ninja turtles display like in their sewer lair um but i also have one for the original arcade game Mm -hmm. so i don't really need i don't don't need another one and then like the soundtrack i have a cd player in my car do i use it no the last cd i put in there was like the smash brothers soundtrack i got in 2015 from club nintendo
0: Smash Bros, like which one? that's like the Wii,
1: yeah, the yeah. So I got so back in like yeah, back in 2015. If you had enough Nintendo points or something, you was it was Nintendo points or you just had to buy the game. But I got the Super Smash Brothers uh, for Wii U and uh, 3DS soundtrack. Wow,
0: the last I had my CD player was No Man's Land from by Frank Turner.
1: So yeah, so I, I'm in for the, for the, um, for the classic one. I, I just, I can't swing that big one, especially because I'm already getting that other one, the Cowabunga collection. So uh, if you guys want it, uh, those are going to be open pre-orders on limited run games, which is really good. Um, so if you want one, these won't sell out. They're going to produce as many as are ordered. Uh, no official date on when those are going up, so hopefully it's by the time this episode drops because Games Fest is supposed to be this weekend. So, hopefully, we get a uh, you know, a release date for the game that's coming in summer 2022. That would be really nice, but who knows? Um, uh, and then so kind of segueing into the other thing, uh, so remember, remember that super, that not Super Smash Brothers game. Uh, Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl.
2: Yeah, vaguely, vaguely, I remember that. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, uh, if you have PlayStation Plus, um, you can download the game for free this month. Um, for you know PS4 and PS5, which is really cool because they just announced that they're adding voices to the game finally. Um, so we have the full voice list and it looks like Cam Clark and Cold, uh, Townsend Coleman came back to be Michelangelo and uh, Leonardo, but not Renee Jacobs as April. Which then got me thinking that like Renee Jacobs is not coming back to be April in Shredder's Revenge either.
2: Yeah, I wonder what the deal is there.
1: So I looked it up. And according to IMDB, she hasn't done voice acting since 2014, where she played April's mom on 2012. Hmm. So she's just retired. Maybe she's just retired. I know she's on the con scene, so I know she's like doing that. But I I was just genuinely surprised. I was like, huh, she's so active on like Facebook and cons that I just figured she was still voice acting. Apparently not. Hmm. Interesting. Any other news we need to talk about? last bit of news that i came across my desk um looper.com posted uh yesterday uh just a little blurb about the seth rogan turtles movie in 2023 how he says that it is going to be the exact opposite of the michael bay movies That's- oh, okay <laughs> no, no real news there that just kind of came up because i have a turtles news filter
0: I see. That just sounds like it's going to be, It's just I don't know, it just sounds like movie hype <laughs> talk.
1: It just says Seth Rogen will be doing an animated TMNT film focused on their roots. So it, it's, I mean, it's kind of the same stuff that he had said last year. So like really nothing. But it's I don't not even know.
0: Actually, be focused on the real roots. It's going to be focused on the eighty-seven series. But anyway, it's
1: fine. Eh, well, you don't know that. Don't be. Don't poo-poo this. Just yeah, you don't know. There's a
0: technodrome in the background of all. That. Well, there's a technodrome <laughs> in IDW. There is an IDW, and I like IDW. But IDW isn't roots either. Like, if you want to actually get to the roots, it's,
1: it's nobody, it's cares, about about nobody care cares about Mirage. I care about nobody cares yeah. about black and white comics. <laughs> so. Anyway, that is everything I can find for news this week.
2: I'll reserve judgment until I see the movie, at which point I will judge it as harshly as possible. Yeah, like,
1: wait until we see a trailer before we pass judgment.
2: Agreed. All right, so, Spencer, what are we doing next week?
0: Next week we're going back to Urban Legends. We're going to be covering issues 18, 19, and 20 of TMNT Volume 3.
2: It's untitled, untitled, and untitled.
1: Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, guys, thank you again for listening to us ramble about Ninja Turtles. We love doing it because you love listening to it. Uh, we get a, we've been getting a lot of nice messages from people lately, telling us you know they found the show. Like talking to somebody on Reddit. Um, we got a cool DM in our um, on Instagram earlier today. Uh, just talking about like people finding the show and they really appreciate us. So, like, guys, like, thank you so much. Like, it really, really means the world to the three of us. Um, and it thank you for listening to us ramble because, like, obviously, we love turtles a lot. And you know, just the fact that you guys want to listen to us talk about it really, really validates why we do this. so. Uh, didn't want to wax a little too poetic. Um, but guys, yeah, if you like it, let us know, like these guys did somewhere on the internet, Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, if you guys like other comic books, uh, sorry, I'm gonna be guesting on the Comic Binge podcast uh, next Tuesday. So the day this episode drops, the night it drops, I'll be on there. Actually, not talking about Ninja Turtles. Kind of, mm-hmm. he didn't have me on for the Ninja Turtle show. He's gonna have me on for to talk to the Rocketeer.
0: Ooh, which uh, is my favorite. Oh yeah.
1: So if you know my handle, it's the Rocketeer. So (laughs) he asked me to be on that and I was like, not the Turtles episode? And he's like, no, I want you for this. So I was like, all right. (laughs) If If I I have to. to, If I have to. Uh, So yeah, so uh, 8 o'clock Pacific um, is when that will go live on Facebook. And then I think he uploads it to YouTube and uh, the uh, the podcast later. So uh, guys, thank you again for listening. We love you. Uh, And yeah.
0: So that's our show this week. Thanks again so much for listening, and until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga.
1: Uh, So that basically sums up my view on world affairs. Now about this weather we're having. stuff that was that was that was the line that made me crack up because it like cut back <laughs> to him and so yeah like there <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, was the other one was like well yeah i'm pretty interesting ask me my opinion on comic books <laughs>
0: yeah. that's me every day I know.
1: <laughs> I know
2: Ask me my opinion on comic books do it please
1: all right guys uh sorry sorry for everybody who made it this far there's no bonus content because i gotta go make dinner
2: yeah. Uh, Let's see. We're doing 18, 19, 20, you said? Yes.
1: Okay. Yes, yeah, this is do regular order.
2: Yeah, sounds good. I just couldn't remember the numbers. All right. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. I'll talk to you next week. All right, mate. Bye. bye. Yeah. Take care. Take care.
1: Oh, we missed all that bonus content? Oh, no. Ah, no. <laughs> uh dear listener oh, wow. you totally missed out totally everything missed out we talked a fantastic about fantastic
2: discussion yeah, everything we talked about for the last half hour was way better than what we're talking about now <laughs>
1: yeah oh
0: man was, i'm was, real sorry guys it was a really good discussion i should have hit record earlier but we just kind of got yeah, that's button. fine we were talking about cyborg superman and then like different series of the Ninja Turtles, animated series and like our hang-ups of them and stuff it was it was pretty
1: spencer was said pretty. rise was the best and, I know and we the hunger, and, and, yeah.
2: and cats and dogs got together. It was
1: fantastic, and it wasn't mass hysteria. It was amazing. Yeah, so I, just, uh, well. I
0: hope that you're happy that your bonus content this week is us telling you that you missed out on probably one of the best discussions we've ever had.
1: Yeah, so, sorry guys, we
0: enjoyed it though,
1: <laughs> and that's really what matters. We do this show for us and for you guys. <laughs> but
0: I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I did this so that I'd stop, like you know bothering people by talking to people that really didn't want to talk about turtles or listen to me talk about turtles. You know, I, I could finally have like an outlet to just kind of shove all this out there.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I do it. I do it so I don't have to bug my wife about turtles. Yeah. I still, I still do, but oh you know, yeah, I would say it's, it's less. less.
2: Yeah. My wife once told me, she said, I, I wish you loved me as much as you love the Ninja Turtles. I was like, to be fair, they were here first. Fair.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I could never say that. You to my you wife. moved in on their territory, yeah, yeah. yeah, They've they've literally been here my whole life.
1: <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs>
2: right. That's oh, a joke, by the way. Yeah, loved, Keith sensitive. loves his wife. I love my wife very much. Yeah, mother, She's mother, a rock of star. Yeah, mother, my daughter, uh, uh, Doctor McGuffey. She's got a PhD. Oh, She's nice. an amazing woman.
1: Yeah, I also love my wife. So. just she's got a phd
2: and i've got my online uh, uh uh ordainment so we are the doctor and reverend you McGuffey. yeah this is
1: really weird bonus content compared to what could have been <laughs> I know. What? Actually,
2: let's just cut it off here just just start it's not gonna get
1: better yeah sorry guys <laughs> all right <clears throat>